0: Welcome to Horror on the Orient Express. It is December 1922, and your friend and colleague, Professor Julius Smith, has invited you to join him for uh, Christmas. Uh, for some of you, he is a friend and colleague, for others, he is family. He lives in a lovely little house in St John's Wood in north west London. And the weather outside is currently British. As much as everyone might want a romantic white Christmas in London, it's mostly grey, cold, raining and covered in fog. But it is the 23rd of December, the day for people to arrive at Professor Smith's house. And the first person to arrive is the Professor's Ward and not-quite-adopted child, but unofficially-adopted child, Max Waters. Max, um, you have recently returned from overseas, and as you are making your way up the street from St St. John's Woods Station, uh, you see uh, the professor's nephew, Nicholas Smith, approaching The house as well. He has a single suitcase with him
1: and appears to be climbing out of a taxi. Okay. I will instantly hang back so as not to catch up with him.
2: Okay. Craig, describe yourself. Uh, I am short, mildly rotund, a bit round one might say. Huge nose, bright orange hair. Big bushy mustache. Let's just face it. I am Nigel Thornbury. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest uh, Nigel, I, roll a spot hidden, please. Uh, well, first off, because it would be rude. Otherwise, I thank you very much for the journey, my, my, my man. Uh, here, here's a tip. Uh, don't don't sleep in the snow. I'm sorry, I'm a bit short on funds at the moment. If I see you again, when I'm not quite so short. I will tip you extra well, my man. Thank you, Governor. Uh, The cab driver
0: tips his hat to you, looks at the paltry tip you've given him and drives
2: off. Ah! Wait, wait, wait! Oh, is he gone? No, he stops and looks out the window. If you're in the area... It's today the 24th. 23rd. 23rd. If you're in the area on the 26th, there might be a slice of cake in it for you. Well, can't say no to cake, sir. Have a good day.
0: You too. <laughs> he drives off. Roll your spot hidden, please. Before, oh, you've rolled. Too late, yeah. And you- Okay, yeah, you have not seen Max. Do you head up the steps
2: to the professor's uh, house? Uh, I'm going to do a uh, river dance in the middle of a road for five hours first. No, I'm not. Okay. I do indeed head in. Please roll me your <laughs> river dance. I uh, don't. I don't actually have it. So instead, I will wrestle a rat with animal handling in an attempt to form a new age rhythm. No, I'm just going in. Let's move on. You head up the steps to uh, the house.
0: Uh, it's a large, beautiful Victorian-style uh, townhouse with the massive curving bay windows, and the ceilings are about twelve feet high with the, you know, like, there, there's a picture rail at, like, eight feet, and then there's another three feet of wall before you hit the ceiling. Um, and as you make your way through the front gate, the front door opens, and Mr. Beddoes is there. Uh, Mr. Smith's butler, companion, friend, confidant. Um, I will just load his picture to remind you all. There he is, Mr. Beddoes, the butler. He, he opens
2: the door, and it's like, ah, Master N- Nicholas. Remind me, are we actually intended to stay the night here, or are we going back to our own lodgings? Uh, and- you are expected to stay. Okay, in which has you go, ah, good to see you, Meadows. How are you doing? Very
0: well, sir. The Master is quite glad that you could join us at Christmas, and you're not in foreign parts. Um, oh, no, no investigating or, uh, rhinoceros mating rituals
2: or whatever it is you do. I, I shoved some boxes from my over-encumbered hands towards him. Take some of these, but those would be a good sport. He skillfully takes
0: your boxes and bags and sees you into the house. I don't think they can carry all of them. No, he, he indicates you should put them all to one side and the professor is in the living room. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uncle, I'm here! Meanwhile, out on the street... Max, what are you doing? Uh, dear old Nick has just uh,
1: wandered into the house, probably I'm causing getting, chaos. I'm going to. Is there a is there a wall around
0: the house? It's a detached house. There is a wall around the property, but there are like um, alleyways down the side of the house.
1: How tall is the wall? Um,
0: as you are here, uh, I will move you. Oh, to the house oh uh, the house the wall is probably about seven feet tall. It's one of those sort of like flint stone walls so it's been designed to look like the sort of walls you'd see around a church with like all the, the flint blocks
1: is there, is there anywhere where there's like some like plants growing over the wall uh, let me just remind myself would, would I know would I know a, a, a good climbing spot over said wall? Uh, round the back. Uh, roll me your luck. Roll luck Am I lucky? I can't remember. No, I am not lucky.
0: Oh. Uh, thankfully, because you knew you you live here, you have keys. You could just wander around the back and let yourself in the back gate.
1: I'm going. I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to go in the back gate, and then I'm going to head in via the scullery in the kitchen. You all
0: wander into the house. Uh, hang on, I need to find uh, where is it? Uh...
1: Well, doing well, um, that, I will describe Max if I can get back to my okay. Um, Max is. I need to check how. Tall they are because I keep forgetting what I roll on. So, okay, they're tiny. Don't mind. <laughs> Max is about five foot, maybe five foot two at most. And um, they are slim looking, wearing um, masculine clothes and tie—a kind of pants suit affair, complete with tie and a a, lo- a well folded um, handkerchief in the t- in the breast pocket. They currently appear to have a kind of. Um, let me just check what I've got. The uh, sandy brown hair cut relatively short and close around the ears with a little bit of length on the top. And they have a, a long-looking scar that runs from just beneath the um, the right eye down over the jawline towards the neck that disappears underneath the collar. Um, and they they walk relatively quickly, sure-footedly. Um, and the, the eyes are really bright blue, um, but otherwise appears relatively androgynous and easily um, unnoticed in a crowd. Uh, in the kitchen, you find
0: Mrs Clark, the cook, who um, just looks up at you and goes, you know, Mr Beddoes is going to complain about you coming in that way, Mr Waters. Well,
1: um, he might do, but his nephew's just come through the front and i would rather not. Oh, he's here! Alas, yes.
2: Oh, well, cheer up, Max! Surely everyone Locked. should have got a listen roll to see if they heard me enter, bellowing, "A cow!"
0: <laughs> there are there are enough doors in the way between the uh,
1: kitchen and the front room where you are. Uh, but uh, uh, alas, um, he is. I I figured I'd... At least get the opportunity to head up to my room before having to make his acquaintance.
0: Well, I suggest you pop outside and you go through the door to the day room, or else you're going to have to go through the um, dining room and they might spot you.
1: That's not a bad shout. And what was her name again? She's Mrs Clark. It's not a bad um, call, Mrs Clark. Thank you again. And... You saw nothing, as per usual. And I'm going to do exactly
0: as you said, yeah. Okay. You managed to reach your bedroom uh, relatively unmolested with your suitcase. Um, You can hear Bedos doing something in what you assume must be Nicholas's room, but the door is only slightly ajar, so you managed to reach your bedroom. In the living room, uh, Professor Smith... Our Uncle Julius, as you know him, Craig, has just stood up. Uh, He looks like this. A very rotund gentleman with the most magnificent of uh, handlebar moustaches. He's quite corpulent, he's quite old, but he's still bright-eyed and intelligent as always. Ah, Nicholas, my boy.
2: How's your Uh, mother? Hello, Uncle. She's, um... Yeah, she's, um... Um... Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't actually been to see her yet since getting back.
0: (laughs) Well, how was Africa?
2: Oh, it was was smashing. I went to so many places. Uh, Oh, one of my gifts is a bit African.
0: Oh. Well, I'm sure they'll look magnificent under the tree. We're trying this newfangled tradition where we all put our gifts under the tree on Christmas Eve.
2: Ah, that seems a bit, um, strange. Where where, does that originate from? Well, His Majesty started doing it, so uh, we're all picking it up. Oh, Mm I guess as reasons go, there's, um... that's worse? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Next, uh, out on the street currently,
0: there is a... uh, another taxi cab pulls up, and... Evelyn. Yo. As your cab is pulling up um, and you are extricating itself from it, you see a very elderly white-haired lady leaving her house and heading this way as well. You recognise her? It's Lady Louise, one of the professor's uh, colleagues and neighbours. You've met her a couple of times on various, you know... um, scientific investigations the professor has led to debunk this theory or that theory so Louise describe yourself
3: okay um about five foot five um quite well dressed got long brown hair um, blue eyes um, not much in the way of uh sort of accessories I've got a hat on as well and a scarf. I'm just keeping keeping warm.
0: and um, you see clambering out of a taxi in front of Julius's house.
4: Do not clamber. Okay. Elegantly disembarking from the taxi there carriage. <laughs> <laughs> clamber indeed. Ah, Lady Louise, what a pleasure.
3: Good to see
0: you. And this is Evelyn Edwards, the professor's librarian companion and friend, who has been helping him for several years now on his investigations. And
4: she looks like... Um, she looks like your kind of classic debutante. Uh, wide-flowing dress, uh, big fancy hat and short black hair. Um, and uh, she's nine foot six... she towers over the minuscule
0: 68-year-old Lady Louise.
4: How old are you again, Louise? 74.
0: Yeah, the, 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 the minuscule uh, Hello. <laughs> Lady Louise barely reaches your stomach. <laughs> Thankfully, Louise has come prepared with one of those... She rolls up a piece of paper and can, like, megaphone up to you. <laughs> talk to one another as you head up towards the
4: house. Uh, how have you been? Have you been keeping well?
3: Oh, yeah, as, as well as can be expected. I don't take much to weather, but it is what well Oh, it is. Uh, it's England, my dear. It's um,
4: awfully grey.
3: That is good uh, for the professor to put on uh, at Christmas. So.
4: Oh yes, quite. Um, were you asked to bring a uh, gift for um, all of the people? Oh yes, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I see. Um, at this point, you notice that there's what what to a normal person would be considered like a uh, a suitcase, but to her it's just like a shoulder bag. Um, is a large kind of uh, carry Um, that she has on one shoulder. Any uh, any hint upon there? Uh, what uh, what you got, everyone? Mm,
3: no, I, I think when we're all together, uh, we'll be able to find out. Oh, come on! Please, come
4: on! Just just a little hint.
3: It won't be that long.
4: It's well, it's the twenty second today. Twenty third. Twenty third. Like two days away. Tell a little hint can't
0: hurt. At this point... Oh, sorry, carry on now.
3: I could just look forward to the surprise.
0: Oh, it's such a tease. And as you reach the steps of the house, the front door is opened. Uh, Beddoes is there, and he's like, uh, Lady Louise, uh, Miss Edwards, welcome. Please do come inside to the warm. He offers to take your hats and coats... Um, and bags. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure going to love carrying that upstairs? Uh, <laughs> Miss Edwards, you are in the uh, room at the top of the stairs and straight down the main hall. Uh, Lady Louise, uh, the professor informed me that you'll be staying at home at your house and just coming around during the day?
3: Uh, that's correct, yeah.
0: Then, but if you need any assistance in transporting your presents to go under the tree, do just let me know, and I will be happy to come along to yours and carry them along.
3: I think someone was going to bring them along, but if if you want to head and meet them, I uh, uh, shouldn't be too far
0: behind. Very well. I believe we're putting the Christmas tree up tomorrow, so we can either have them today or tomorrow. Uh, the master and his nephew are in the sitting room. He gestures towards the archway to the left, where you can hear what sounds like someone very loud talking about Africa. Um... <laughs> And uh, the master's ward, Mr. Waters, and Miss Campbell haven't arrived yet, but I'm sure they'll be along shortly. Uh, he he, sees, he then, like, gathers up your stuff and um, leaves Evelyn's bag behind. He'll come back for that. He's going to go put your cloak and hats away. And you head through into the sitting room. Nicholas, you see Lady Louise... The uh, professor's neighbour, two doors up, enter, accompanied by Miss Edwards, who you haven't met, but you don't know many other 12 foot tall women, so it's probably her.
2: Ah, hello, ladies. I wave gesticularly at
0: them. <laughs> Roll me your dexterity, Craig. <laughs> you wave enthusiastically at them with the hand that's holding your whiskey glass
2: (laughs) where does the whiskey go everywhere (laughs) not on the ladies
0: though not on the ladies but you splashed it into your lap on the leather settee
2: the fire Ah. makes an exciting whoosh noise <laughs> libations to the gods. You know, down in Africa, there were some tribes which quite often gave offerings to their native gods by burning them. It was quite fascinating, except you know, only in passing.
0: Uh, ladies, I, I don't think
2: either of you've met my nephew before. This is
0: Nicholas Smith. Uh, He's just returned
2: from a... What were you doing in Africa again? I was following a herd of elephants for five weeks. He was doing that that in Africa. Absolutely (laughs) fascinating. You know, they're they're so intelligent. Such wonderful animals.
0: He's He's huge, too. have to tell us more. I'm sure he brought many pictures...
2: Uh, would I? I don't have any photography skill. Uh, there, you were
0: there. Was probably like a uh, presentation or <laughs> slideshow that is happening. You know, there'll be an event happening at the Zoological Society okay. that you could, you know, weasel everyone into to see the fantastic photos one of your colleagues took.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do the finding of the elephants and the handling of the elephants and the studying. Yeah, you, you have other people who know how to use the
0: stupid uh, soul-stealing boxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, just outside... Actually, before I come to you, Bungle, Max, you've made it upstairs. You've unpacked. You can hear noise downstairs. It definitely sounds like other people are arriving. Uh, are you going to make your way downstairs?
1: I'm going to... I will eventually. I'm gonna sit in my bed for a bit and just take a few deep breaths. You're getting ready to go um, down there and deal with Nicholas. Try and try and get myself like ready to deal with people in general. Roll a spot Maybe. hidden for me.
0: Oh.
1: Spot hidden. That's exciting. Oh. 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 Um
0: you uh hear a noise from outside and when you peer out you can just make out um, coming down the road another taxi and one of the passengers in the taxi is one of the professor's um, other uh, team members it's Miss Louise Campbell the reporter Uh, she looks like Louise, describe yourself That's you, Bungle. What? That's the wrong name. Oh, no, uh, I read the wrong name. Alice, Alice Jones! Jones. So, oh, it's the lowest name.
2: <laughs> not gonna lie, I was here basically just short circuiting for a minute
5: there because <laughs> my hope would be had an, uh, uh, Louise and that out of Louise. I was like, <laughs> not wait, did we just made the fashionable thing of turning up to a party with the same name.
0: <laughs> yeah. One of you is going to have to travel back to the day of your birth and convince your parents to change your name. No, it's OK. I carry spare default applications in my purse. Uh, Alice, even. Alice, describe yourself. Not Louise. Uh, we know what Louise looks like.
5: Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. Uh, brown, brownish hair. Um, Mitzvah. I think is it mid 20s. Did I say mid 20s on my character sheet? Yeah, mid 20s. Um like dark brown hair. Um uh, fairly modest, uh modestly uh dressed um with a with a nice um fashionable admittedly it's not the current years fashion of uh overcoat. Um you know, uh standard sort of fare for a busy reporter of the 1920s, trying to
0: get ahead in a man's world. So, Max, you can see Alice, this is cab arriving. Uh, Would you like to do anything about this? Meet her at the door? Intercept her?
1: Or are you just going to let her arrive? Max is going to think for a second. She's she's thinking back to the, the letters and the invites she got from the professor and some of the stipulations about how she should appear to his guest. And a slight kind of smile is going to quirk the edge of their lips. And then they're going to go into their wardrobe and completely change their outfit from how they walk through the door. OK. Roll your disguise. <clears throat> Ding. Oh God damn it! The one thing I put points in. <laughs> uh, you take
0: some time to change your disguise. Annoyingly, it looks like someone has been in here and dusted, and has moved some stuff. Uh, nothing's missing. It just takes you a little bit longer to lay your hands
1: on everything. Which means right, I'm gonna... I will. I will take my time, and I'm going to change out of my masculine attire into a um relatively formal but plain um, dress with lace across the front um, and like tie put it close, and some flat shoes pull the wig off my head um, so my blonde hair kind of runs down the back and I'm going to pull the glue off from underneath the eye which has created the appearance of a scar down my side of my cheek and face and then I'm going to head downstairs uh, then
2: explode? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen now? You know this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. fate. Now that you has changed <laughs> genders, she needs to explode.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Alright. That's um, what happened in 1920. The explosion does 282 damage, killing everyone in or near the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, game over, guys.
1: Oh, there we go! Right, have... roll credits. <laughs>
0: what, what
5: what kind of Christmas is this? A diehard Christmas? <laughs> yeah, well, a die Christmas,
2: apparently. You should have invited Brad Pitt.
0: Anyway, uh, Max, as you were heading down the stairs, you managed to avoid Bedos. Uh, you can hear him. Um, panting and grumbling about heavy luggage in Evelyn's room, Uh,
1: the doorbell rings. I will listen for a second to confirm that Beddoes has not heard it. Uh, He he doesn't seem to be bustling this way. He hasn't heard it this time. I should probably do it then. Fine. Um, And I'm going to kind of make my way down the stairs into the front door. And open it. Nick, the front door is opened by. Describe yourself, Max. Um, Max now appears to have. Well, appears, yeah, appears to have. Um, relatively long, blonde hair that goes down to mid um, back. She now appears. Well, now has no scar on one side of her face. Relatively plain complexion. Um, the most notable thing is actually the blue eyes, um, other than that, wearing a dark green um, kind of plain fabric dress with black tie strings at the front, and despite the fact of her muttering as she came down the stairs, has a completely pleasant expression on her face as she opens the door, and um, good evening, I, I take it you are one of our professor's guests, the Christmas period? Uh, yes,
5: yes, my name is uh, Alice uh, Jane.
1: Um, I'm Max, um, it's a pleasure to meet you, I'm sure um, more detailed introductions will be forthcoming, but by the sounds of it, uh, the professor is in the sitting room, so if you would like, and if you leave your bags here, I'm sure um, I can take them up to a room for you and I'll join you all shortly. Um, are, are you sure? I mean, I don't want to be in trouble. I, I can, I can take my bags. Oh no, no, it's um, part of the. Well, I would say the service, but part of the, the work of, of being a member of the household. It's not a problem at all. I assure you. Ah, Max,
0: Miss Alice, welcome. better says as he's descending the stairs. I thought I heard the doorbell. Uh, thank you. Max, for answering the door, Miss Jones, if you'd like to accompany Max through into the sitting room, I'll take care of your bags. I'm sure I can handle the bags better. I have my orders, (laughs) Uh, Miss Waters, the professor is expecting you. I note you don't have a bag with you?
1: I, um, I've already dropped mine in my room. Of course you have. Well... He gestures towards the archway to the living room. Why don't you go
0: and see uh, the professor and take Miss Jones through? I believe they're having drinks and enjoying stories about elephants.
1: That sounds absolutely wonderful, Beddows. Truly, I, I can. It sure does. I I'm so glad I can take Miss Jones's luggage upstairs you are and I'm going to I'm going to lean into Paton on the shoulder and as I do I'm going to palm a cigar into one of his pockets
0: he gives you a nod and he collects Alice's bags and starts up the stairs
1: well, well I I feel I should warn you the professor's nephew is what's the word loud. Um, and he really likes elephants. So I hope you find that an interesting conversation topic, but shall we? Uh, yes. I mean, it, it,
5: it, it wouldn't be the first time I've had to fake interest in a boring conversation, so
1: yes. It's... Well, I'll, I'll let you do the talking then, and I'll um, not...
0: Uh, In the living room, uh, one of the maids has just got you all the drinks you've requested and refilled Nicholas's drink when uh, Alice and Max enter together and Julius stands up and is like, Ah! Everyone is here who is arriving today. Hello! Uh, Miss Jones, Max, my boy, girl. uh, Max! He gives up and um, he just embraces you because he hasn't seen you in months.
1: Hello, Professor. Um, How are you? Nice How Hi. was the continent? I, I'm doing quite well, thank you. I had a pleasant journey back. Um, arrived somewhat before your nephew, but I figured I'd let myself in. Well, that's why you have keys. Anyway,
0: let me introduce you to everyone. I don't think you've met them all. Uh, You've met Miss Jones. Miss Jones, this is my ward, Max. Uh, She is... uh, Well, we're family. And then, Max, this is Miss Evelyn Edwards, my uh, esteemed academic colleague and librarian. She's one of my greatest research assistants on my endeavours to disprove the nonsense that people take as truth.
4: You do me far too much credit,
0: Professor. I couldn't
4: do this about you, Miss
0: Edwards. I'm so glad you could join us for Christmas. And this is uh, the Lady Louise Campbell, the Dowager Duchess of Argyle.
1: Well, I've met your neighbours several times before, Louise. It's a pleasure to see you again
0: only your credit rating, Max, at hard. I
1: am very poor. <laughs> very,
0: very poor. Not <laughs> that <laughs>
5: poor. Did spend all your money on fake scum. Oh,
0: fuck me! Yeah. Wow! I'm going to send you a message. And the professor continues. He introduces you, Alice, to uh, his nephew, Nicholas Smith, his daughter's boy. He's a zoologist, don't you know?
2: I am... Hello. Well aware. Pleasure to meet you. I'm How sure. do you feel about
1: seagulls? <laughs> I, I feel... Hello. That Hello.
5: Yeah. I, I, I always found as a child they would steal my chips
3: on the pier.
2: Well, did you know... There's not actually any such thing as a seagull. That's right just is
1: people walk, walk right past him and the conversation towards the great <laughs> <bit>. There's
2: so <laughs> many different <laughs> kinds of gull, you see. There's herring gulls, black-tip gulls. There's just so many kinds you really should uh, actually look into the world of gulls. They're fascinating birds, don't you know? Do they say to their retreating bags.
3: <laughs>
2: they all steal chips. Oh, probably.
5: I see. No, they're all pretty much the same.
2: Yes. Okay. Intelligent scavengers who are making a way for themselves in a harsh world. Surely they were
5: intelligent, that. they'd steal something healthier than a fried potato. Except fried oh. potatoes
2: are delicious.
1: Obviously, it seems that you find them delicious. I sure, sure do. I know while drinking a whiskey in the corner. Um Yes, it,
5: if you don't mind, it, it has been a bit of a long journey, and I'm a bit parched, so if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to frequent the drinks. Sort of I see
2: myself off. by a window.
1: I just muttered to Max, I I thought you said elephants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's he's got all sorts of wonderful I say wonderful, that's the wrong word entirely. Awful stories or factoids about useless animals and yeah. (laughs) Elephants is probably the most interesting subject of conversation they can bring up if I'm entirely honest. I should introduce him to the
5: apprentice who does the, uh, the crossword, the the, the, the the
1: newspaper. All sorts of random things can go into that. I'm not sure it'd be fair to expose anyone who doesn't deserve it to Nicholas. But if you see fit and think the person enough, you might get.
5: Be yes, um, Anyone that gets past the sports columns to the crosswords deserves it.
1: I tend to flip straight to that section of there. Particularly, it's wonderful when they're on the back page. The uh, professor makes sure everyone has a seat and a drink,
0: and then he stands before the fire. Um, My friends, my family, um, I'm very, very glad we could all come together this Christmas. Um, I have been looking forward to this for months now. Um, Now... As you all know, for the past several years, I've been debunking myths, ghost stories, paranormal happenings. Um, and you've all been helping me, Nicholas, mostly by staying in Africa.
2: Well, <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> Broken bungle. <laughs> Alice is
5: trying not to, to laugh up the aperitif.
0: Now, um, I'm aiming for both a traditional British Christmas, but also something rather exciting. Um, We'll have Christmas, Christmas Day, uh, Boxing Day. And then from the 27th onwards, I have arranged access to some very exclusive locations. Haunted locations across London that generally people do not have access to. And we are going to not only have access, but the chance to debunk them. Uh, I'm giving a speech at the uh, Challenger lecture on the 3rd of January. So we have between now, and the 3rd of January, to visit these locations, explore the myths and legends surrounding them, and prove, as usual, how the whole load of cods wallop. Um, now there's a couple of places we have to go on certain dates, but others we are free to enjoy however and whenever we have the time. And as there's, well, the whole team and Nicholas, uh, I'm going to break us into groups um, we're going to explore, investigate, and prove to the High Society at the Challenger Lecture how these things are just nonsense. Now, some of the locations. Uh, we have got access to Westminster Abbey on the evening of the 26th. Louise helped with that one. Uh, 50 Berkeley Square... The most haunted house in England, apparently. Uh, We've got access to the Tyburn River Tunnels on the 29th. And the Reverend at All Hallows Church on Tower Hill has given us permission to have the church to ourselves all day on the 31st. There are no services due on that day. Uh, So he's giving us free reign, all day and all night, in the church, to explore the mysteries. Um, Then, we've also got access to the Greenwich Foot Tunnel, Highgate Cemetery, the, the haunted suite at the Langham Hotel, the tunnels beneath the Old Bailey, the old paradise garden well in Lambeth.
2: and not let eyes dissolve.
0: Now it's my hope that we will be able to explore, investigate, and prove what a whole load of nonsense the various ghost stories, legends and tales that surround these locations are. Uh, So, how does that sound to everyone? That's a lot of places to explore between,
5: well, now and the third.
0: Uh, Well, um, we are all due to be here until the 6th, so I imagine some of them we probably won't get round to in time for my lecture which is fine. Um, We'll just include the ones we've done. But that is the benefit of there being so many of us. We can split into two, three groups, investigate several
1: locations a day. That certainly sounds like a more interesting Christmas
3: um,
1: period than I expected, if I'm entirely honest, Professor.
0: I wouldn't want everyone to sit around doing nothing but eating sweet meats and drinking my wine.
3: Certainly not a boring itinerary, that's for sure. Uh, There's
0: also one more, the Primrose Hill Spectre. uh, I've got more details I can give you all about each location if you want to hear them. Uh, But I figured we'll have drinks now. Uh, We're going to put the Christmas tree up... uh, in a little bit, and we can all gather around that, and then after dinner, I could go into a little bit more details about the ones that interest you the most.
1: That sounds like a plan.
2: Uh, and Nicholas, you are coming along to help out. Um, what was that, I say, looking away from the, a sparrow set outside the window? <laughs> You're going
0: to help my team of investigators over the Christmas period. You can carry torches and things. Do I have to, Uncle?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. Why do I have to again? Because you're staying in my house? Because your mother said no?
2: To you staying with her? I could have just stayed at the Zoological Society shop, Uncle.
0: And when do they close for the Christmas period?
2: Too (laughs) soon. use my Oriental Club membership as well, of course, but I'll be a good sport because it's Christmas. That's what we like to hear. But I probably
1: won't enjoy it. Max is going to try and edge her way to the the very edge of the room near a door. I'm
0: just going to roll. Are you trying to sneak off?
1: No, no, I'm just trying to be close so I can leave As soon as I want to. Um, The professor gives
0: you a look. He's noticed you're floating around near the doorway with your drink, but he hasn't said anything. Um, So, uh, how has everyone been?
4: Evelyn, my dear, uh,
0: how has your work been?
4: Involved, honestly. Um, I've been spending a lot of time reading up on uh, hauntings around and uh, in the London area. Uh, it's interesting you, uh, you mention um, uh, 50 Barclay Square. Um, I was actually considering writing a small thesis on uh, the um, sounds that people hear outside the building and curious as to whether they might be simply resting building or something. I was going to speak to a uh, someone who works with the grounds there. Well, that sounds ex-
2: excellent, Evelyn. We'll definitely have to put you on the... They, they might be animals.
4: That is a possibility. Uh, I, uh,
2: I would can help you to... with that, miss.
4: I would very much hope you would. Well, there we go then.
2: Uh,
0: well, we can't go to 50 Barclay Square until the 28th, sadly. That's when uh, the owners of the house have agreed that we can pop round to investigate...
4: Oh, of course, of course. I'm merely saying uh, that uh, it seems that uh, my, uh, my current research and uh, this little venture that we're going on seems to align perfectly.
0: Well, I'm extra pleased. Now let me just share with you a couple of things. How do I pop something back into Roll20?
4: With great difficulty. When you say pop something back into Roll20, what do you mean? <laughs> Uh, well, I popped it out, Now, I'm, so, so, so it
0: was a window, and now I'm going to have to... I think you pretty much
2: have to close it and reopen yeah. it again. You do yeah. have to close it and reopen
0: it. There is a bug lately, though, where if you try to reopen something that you've just closed, it doesn't reopen, so you have to refresh the whole bloody game. Well, it's Craig's favourite bit. Ash moans about Well, Welcome to
4: Roll20! Right,
0: I'm going to share two things with you. I'm going to share with you the itinerary and the Ooh. dates and I'm going to share the list of locations with you uh. See, I'm... I mean technically three things
5: because you also shared your distaste of Roll20 with us yeah technically
2: correct but that's kind of
0: correct Aha. yes Alice is indeed technically correct um be dead in a minute <laughs> uh miss jones i read some of your recent works in the papers and your assistance on my last paper was uh invaluable i trust uh you didn't have any trouble getting the christmas period off from work uh no
5: no uh my my editor was um was was uh grateful of my ultimatum of i'm taking the time off um I, I don't know whether you saw my most recent piece uh, relating to the fear of a, uh, a resurgence of Jack the Ripper or a copycat. It turned out to be just an awkward case of auto-erotic So, So, um, in light of all that, the editor said I can have Christmas on.
0: Well, you are their number one female reporter.
5: Yes, but I do not want one of my editorials to be joked by a competitor, as the good old Choke and Stroke strikes again so
0: yes well I'm glad you've got Christmas off and uh, Lady Louise uh, when I heard that you weren't going up to Argyle for Christmas I had to invite you um, why did you decide not to head to Scotland for Christmas I can't imagine it all those wonderful plains and the highlands and the deer and the m- and the moors
3: cold and being very far away. No, I'd, I'd much rather spend it here because I know it. It's good to get out of the house. Well,
0: I'm glad you could join us. Uh, have you been doing anything exciting with your current uh, what's it, I uh, guess, retirement?
3: Only some of the things that we've been looking at recently. Uh, I don't think any of them are in your list. Oh, well,
0: something new for everyone. And Max has just returned from a trip aboard to the continent. He was doing some research uh, for me, and she was enjoying the
1: continental cities. I actually ended up in Istanbul. i Professor. I my last stop before I headed home. Oh,
0: I haven't been there since the 1860s and the 1890s. Uh, much changed. I assume it's a vibrant, modern gateway to the
1: Orient now. Isn't that what they call it? It's certainly a hodgepodge of cultures. There's, um, political back and forth as per usual. I mean, some things never change in several hundred years, but um, we'll see whether it ends up being named Constantinople, Istanbul, shall we? Yes, I was reading how, um, what's it
0: called, the, um, they're planning some sort of conference later in, well, early 23 to determine the final fate of the Ottoman Empire.
1: Yes, I, I have strong suspicions that said empire perhaps will not be with us for much longer, but I'm sure Istanbul will find some way to survive, as per usual.
0: Well, the empire has been limping along for years, and um, the war was disastrous for them.
1: Well... It's what happens when you pick the losing side.
0: Yes, it's true. This is what happens when you pick the losing side. Not something that Britain would never do. No, of course
1: not. As we've proven, we always win. Every single time, it's very Professor. I was curious. I noticed the list that you mentioned earlier. You mentioned the Langham. Yes. I do believe I might have, have... graced its halls before so I've, but I've never quite heard of any interesting events around the location uh, Now that's quite
0: a recent one and an interesting one ever since they had a refurbishment back in uh, 1912 uh, Room 333 is supposedly now haunted by the ghost of a German prince who appears at night whenever the room is in use uh, it's um hmm. quite an interesting recent urban legend uh, I thought we should do it to the uh, benefit of exploring
1: it that sounds that sounds quite wonderful um, professor and an excuse to practice my German with someone living or dead is always appreciated well I suggest we all... Finish
0: our drinks, uh, everyone. I'm sure the ladies. Um, you all wish to settle in, change for dinner. Uh, Beddows should have the tree in shortly, and uh, once everyone's changed and ready for dinner, we'll uh, gather around to decorate the Christmas tree.
4: Ah. Hey, hey.
0: Oh, uh, he, he ushers you all out. You're able to head upstairs to your rooms, uh, change into evening wear. Um,
2: Nicholas, do you have evening wear? Nope, I have my car keys, that's it.
0: You have car keys? What kind of party do you think you've come to, Nicholas?
2: The kind where I am a poor man. Uh, thankfully... You discover that Mr. Beddows
0: has provided an evening suit for you. It looks suspiciously like the one your uncle bought you last time you stayed here. It's just been being cared for in the wardrobe ever since.
2: I look at it slightly chagrined and put it on. You just know you'll get
0: told off if you don't.
2: I'm just not being a bad guest. It's it's easy to be a bad host, but it's also possible to be a bad guest.
0: This is true. Uh, does anyone else not change for dinner? Louise, do you pop home to change, or are you you already dressed for the evening? I think I would be dressed for the evening. So if <laughs> you just stay in the sitting room, then. Hey, okay, I will come back to you in a moment. Is anyone doing anything else other than just getting ready for the evening? I... Oh, Craig spoke first.
2: Oh. No, no, I, I will give, way, give the floor. Okay, Yinks.
1: I will try and find Roberta the maid. Er,
0: uh, yep. Yeah, she is currently setting things up in the dining room.
1: Roberta? Uh, yes, Miss Waters. Um... This is perfect timing, I see, as you're, you're setting the table. I, I have a slight huh, um, table arrangement request, if I may. Oh, of course. Would you mind setting it somewhere as far away from Nicholas as is possible?
0: Uh, she, she's, she looks at the little... She's holding this little wooden square, which has little paper things attached to it with everyone's name. Well, the professor does have all his family sitting on either side of him. Um, I guess I could swap you and Lady Louise?
1: Uh, Roberta, he'll, he'll notice and he'll know that I've, I've asked. Don't, don't I mean, worry about it. It's only one day. I'm sure I can manage a single meal.
0: I mean, he's not that bad. He's quite striking
1: in his own way. Have you heard the seagull story yet? Yes. How many times have you heard the seagull story, Roberta? Twice. I expect we'll all hear it at least twice more before the end of the day, let alone the end of the Christmas period. Well, um, after tonight, I can probably get away with shifting your seating around. I'll I'll make do for tonight. I don't suppose the Professor has made any requests with regards to my attire for the evening, or do I have semi-free reign? Um... As long as there are no scars
0: or disfiguring marks, I believe, is his general household rule, we are to
1: remind you if we see you with any such accoutrements. Well, um, actually relatively lax, I was thinking he'd be a lot more stern. Thank you, Roberta. I will. I think he's like, really excited about this Christmas trip, so it's being less of a big grumpy bear than usual. Wow, well, um, he seems to have a lot to keep him occupied and distracted with, though so I am I'm sure we'll work things out. Thank you, Roberta. Arlen. I'll see you later.
0: Okay. Hey, um, Craig, you wanted to do something before dinner?
2: Where do the windows in my room face? Uh, they face uh, east.
0: There is a small alleyway, and then there's the building opposite. Well, the building next door.
2: Unsatisfactory. I mean, what about this window. That window looks out over the garden, and is there any trees back there? There are quite a lot of trees out there. Quite a I nice. I drag a chair from my room down that corridor and sit with and peer out watching the birds. There were also a couple of awake squirrels. Oh, damn. Shit's getting mental. <laughs> Roll me your natural world. Natural world. Oh,
3: dear.
2: Huh. <laughs> Today is not my day. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Evelyn, are you doing anything before dinner other than getting changed?
4: Um, no, I think I'm just going to get changed. Wait, hold a second. I just want to check my character
0: sheet.
4: Uh, she's
0: just checking if she's changing into the black lace with many straps, or the uh, formal nineteen twenties flapper
4: dress. I couldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have like a cigarette. Uh cigar- it's a, Like on a, 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 a one of those a word, word, word. <laughs> shit What the hell are they called? The cigarette holder? Cigarello holder? Yeah, cigarette holder. I just <sighs> sat in the room. I've got changed. No, Uh I've got changed and having a cigarette. <laughs> there got, we go. You've got changed
0: and having a ciggy. Uh, Alice, are you just changing for dinner and then heading back downstairs, or are you doing anything else? Uh,
5: just, just, um, just changing, really. And just, uh, I don't really have t- anything too, you know, extravagant.
0: But it's, you know, it's, it's nice. nice. Yeah. Hey, Louise. Whilst you are sitting in the uh, sitting room, having another drink, uh, Beddoes appears. He is uh, followed by Mister Tiggs. The gardener and several young boys who are carrying a fir tree, uh, which uh, Mister. Better stops and is like, "Oh, um, Lady Louise, we're going to be setting up the tree in here. Um, we might disturb you. Did you want to retire to the library, possibly, or uh, do you not mind if we work whilst you're here?" Uh, no,
3: I'll
0: head through to the library. That'd be fine. Yeah, he he ushers the workman out of the way and. Uh, you see, he starts setting up the Christmas tree. It's going to go up in the big bay window at the front. Um, roll me your spot hidden as you enter the library.
2: What a
1: demon.
0: Oh. Uh, the library has, you notice, changed since last time you were in here. Um you remember Smith had a bunch of building work done um during earlier in the autumn he was having the whole library be decorated it's now got um beforehand they were all open shelves now all the shelves have like lead lined glass doorways on them which are all locked and there is now a door that leads actually into the professor's study whereas beforehand you had to go out into the hallway and up into his study um the doors can't be shut, but uh, it's quite nice. And there's now a brand new fireplace between the two windows, which looks quite nice. It's all marble and um, has a cheerful fire crackling in it. You get a sense that this is more of a cosy den kind of room. The professor clearly uses this instead of the main sitting room most of the time. Uh, there are big leather chairs and tables and reading stands, and uh, it's quite cosy. You're going to have a. He does have a. Above the um, new mantelpiece, there is a large glass cabinet, which has several books on display. Like, they're like my books here, so they're set so they look outwards on little stands. So they're clearly the uh, pride of his collection.
3: Um, I guess I'll see how full my drink is, although I've moved out of that room. Uh, And then, yeah, I'll have a look around the books.
0: Okay, roll me a, a elaborate use. no uh, most of these books are quite dull there's encyclopedias there's folk you know massive treaties on folk legends uh, fairy folk tales of the unknown tales of the strange ghost stories strange happenings more encyclopedias um, it is quite a large and eclectic collection. Uh, but then for an academic of the strange and unknown, you know, you probably expect an eclectic selection of books. Like, you'll have, like, I don't know, uh, Jane Eyre in the middle of a, a, you know, sandwiched in between several books on ghosts and stories and haunted castles. And then you'll find, you know, the Jane Austen next to the books all about the mermaids. Um, it's definitely not in any sort of order that you can understand. It's not. It's not in you know alphabetical order mm. by author. You suspect if uh, Miss uh, Edwards comes in here, her librarian senses are going to be outraged by this cataloging
3: system. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's very utilitarian. Um, do you
0: want to look at the cabinet over the fireplace? What's the Cabinet Over the Fireplace. The Cabinet Over the Fireplace. is a bookcase, um, but it's got the books that are set, you know, not just spine out, they're on little display um, stands so that they, the front cover is pointing out. So they're clearly like the pride of his collection.
3: Oh, yeah, have
0: a look at those. There are currently three books in there. Uh, the Apocrypha of the Fez, Isis
2: Unveiled, and Nameless Cults. Just see Narl sat there salivating, going, Give me that Mishostome!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I add my Mishostome to <laughs> The adventures of Trelawney Thorpe have not been written yet.
2: Technically, Cat <laughs> is on a boat going to Peru right now. In fact, it's canonically in a different universe.
0: It is indeed.
2: <laughs> Though that's not going to stop... Mythos tomes,
3: Quake. Nothing but
2: mythos tomes. Something like a Necronomicon, it wouldn't stop. I think a very Mm -hmm. newly minted mythos probably would. Just you waiting till one of you messes with time. That's what I am waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Someone's going to give Nigel... uh, Nigel, sorry, Nicholas... The, um, my middle name is Nigel my friends call me Nigel someone is so, going to give him like the ability to transcend time at some point and he's going to be like rescuing extinct
0: species, I brought back these velociraptors <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: fascinating see I, I was expecting when, when, when Nate joins us um, he'd carry over the time man, but in the quite literal <laughs> sense
0: he would become time man Ah, Thai man of the year. Oh. Anyway, um, as you all head downstairs after changing, Beddows politely instructs you all to head through to the library, where cocktails will be served, as they're still setting up the tree in the sitting room. Uh so let's see. Who would come down first? I'm going to say Alice... Because you just got changed and probably headed back down? Uh, yes. You head on downstairs, you are directed to the library uh, by one of the maids. Um, you can see in the sitting room, there is a big fir tree that's been set up, and you can see a couple of boys winding what looks like a string of wire around the tree.
5: Is it light
0: lighting wire? Christmas tree lights. How modern. Oh. That is that is very fancy. Most people still have little candles that have, uh, uh, holders that have candles on the tree and then set fire to the tree and burn the house down. Um. <laughs>
5: the next day they don't have a house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the professor's gone all out for this. He's got electric Christmas tree lights. It's very fancy. Spared no expense. He clearly hasn't. Uh, but yet you find Louise in the library. Um, Louise, you've been... Beddo's has appeared. He's he's wheeled this large, upright chest. It looks like a steamer trunk that he wheeled in, and then he unlocked and he swung it open, and it's a minibar. It's a very modern, mobile minibar, and he's, he's producing cocktails, and has asked you what cocktail you would like. Um... I'm
5: trying to remember if the brandy sidecar a thing in the 1900s. I think it is. I I just asked for, yeah, I asked for a brandy sidecar.
0: He mixes you a brandy sidecar. What do you want, Lady Louise?
3: Um,
0: I'm not sure. Would you like him to mix you his house speciality? Oh, certainly. <clears throat> Okay. He gin. makes you a uh Yeah, the sidecar did exist. Ah yes, it brought board one,
5: yes. I wasn't sure if it was one or two.
0: Yeah, he makes know. you a bees knees, Louise. Which is gin, lemon juice and honey. Um mm, Max. Uh, I'll come back to you last because you're changing into something exotic. I'm expecting feather boas. Don't let me down. Mm. Uh, Evelyn, uh, you've had a cigarella. You've got changed. You're going to head downstairs?
4: Um, yes. I'll head
0: downstairs. Okay, as you are leaving your room, you see that uh, Nicholas is sitting. Oh, on...
2: she. I want to try and blend in with the shadows. I I want to try and do it in such a way that if someone notices me there, then it could just be seen as a, oh, people have overlooked you. But really, I'm actually making quite an effort to not be seen. Hmm. You're sitting literally outside her bedroom door on a chair. peering I know. (laughs) I think
0: think she mightn't spot you, but okay, she can have a spot hidden role versus your stealth. Jesus. Far from
5: Nigel Thornbury to Drax.
0: <laughs> Evelyn didn't look that way, clearly. She stepped out of her room and headed towards the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: invisible. My movements are so slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: my God, living up to the video game, like, the kind of, just, I have a cone of vision. <laughs> and I'm not looking that way. <laughs> uh... yeah, but apparently Evelyn didn't see you. Uh,
0: Evelyn, you head downstairs. Uh, one of the maids uh, lets you know that they're serving cocktails in the library.
4: Oh, delightful. Ah I wonder if they have I wonder if they know something new from New York? I believe Beto's went, on of course. Uh, he
0: has uh, something called the Ward
4: 8. Um, so it's I from Boston Do know what a
0: Bloody Mary is? Um, You'd have to ask him Miss
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you head into the library?
4: <laughs> yes,
0: certainly uh, Bedos will make you whatever you want What do you want? Bloody Mary Yes, he does Bedos know Bloody Mary's Bloody better. With a thirteen, he makes you an amazing bloody mary with fresh squeezed
4: tomato juice. You couldn't Say it better. This is the best bloody mary I think I've ever had. Oh, I'm very glad you enjoy
0: it, Miss Edwards. Um, please do enjoy the library. Uh, the fire's going. The uh, professor says you can um, access any of the books. The cabinets aren't locked except for the one over the fireplace, which holds his uh, prized and. Collection.
4: Um, Beddoes.
0: Yes, Miss Edwards.
4: You know me books.
0: I do, Miss Edwards.
4: And well, would it be so awfully scandalous of me to ask uh, if perhaps I could have a look at? Uh,
2: the and now family. Foxy is salivating <laughs> over the Mifostones. <mythos laughs> th- <laughs> 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 of course, Miss Edwards, that he gestures towards the
0: cabinet. You can see them through the cabinet. Uh, Lady Louise is enjoying them at the moment. Uh, I am quite sure at some point over the Christmas holiday I may have to open the
4: cabinet for dusting. Um, She, like, leans down, like, uh, kind of... thing. <laughs> almost like a a, a a cat toying with its prey and kind of like gives him a, 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 a salacious look but just for me please
0: roll me so, your roll charm fast talk or persuade whichever is highest as you lean uh, down putting him at head height with your
4: cleavage Oh, bollocks. <laughs> oh, can I push that? You can push it if you like.
0: Oh. oh. Uh, looks like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he... he, he not, uh, the, the master will be down shortly, Miss Edwards, but I'll leave the key in your room.
2: I heard womb then. I was concerned.
0: (laughs) Yes, I will leave the key in your womb. Yes, Craig, that's totally
4: what I said. There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just rubber gloves.
2: (laughs) Oh,
4: shit. (laughs) A rubber glove and a bucket full of lube. That's Alice, to
3: start this campaign.
4: Alice, remind me how how tall is Evelyn again? Nine
0: foot six. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Louise Excuse- and Alice, you in this room enjoying your cocktails and nattering with tall small talk. Evelyn is totally flirting with Bedos from the looks of it. Um, when Max arrives at the library, um.
1: Max is going to step through the door. um, Instantly notice the um, cocktail cabinet in the corner and make a beeline for it. Max has completely changed their outfit yet again and is once more in more masculine attire. He's now wearing a perfectly um, turned-out dress dinner suit complete with black bow tie, crisp white shirt and velveteen um, detailing of the, the jacket and trousers. Um, as they There's a, a clipping um, clack noise with every step as the shoes are obviously oxfords, not brogues, that have been properly healed, so they clip on the wooden floor every time they make a step forward.
0: Uh, Beno straightens, and he looks somewhat flustered, Max, as he uh, turns towards you. It seems like... Uh... He and Miss Edwards are getting along swimmingly. Ah, um, so, uh, Max,
1: um, drink? I wouldn't want to distract you from your evening's entertainment, Bellows. You, you do obviously need to, um, get out and have some fun from time to time. But if you would be so kind when you have a moment, um, I don't suppose you've ever made a, a corpse reviver number two, have you? A. What was the name of it again? It's a corpse reviver number two.
0: I. Let's
1: see, does he know that one? He makes you a corpse reviver number two. What's in that, yinks? That is gin, absinthe, lemon juice, cochi americano, and orange liqueur.
2: <laughs> I sense a constitution roll incoming. <laughs> <laughs> I think a constitution of all of you is going to be
0: incoming
1: after the, these The consults. irony is the reason they're called cult survivors is they're meant to be a morning after drink to try and um, Elven revitalize Elven. you after a heavy, a heavy night. Mm. <laughs> I should have known. Well, there were different days back then, weren't they? They Jesus. were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Um, You've you definitely learned a few things since Irish. I was so, the here. I
0: went on a course at the Savoy, at the American Bar, uh, they have oh. all of the latest cocktail recipes, and as the master wanted to put on this big Christmas shindig, I um, I wanted to Let make sure just... I could make the latest cocktails.
1: They moved the American bar to the, sort of, the um, Strand side of the hotel, I hear. Yes, uh, so you okay. go in, and it's just on the
0: right now. Oh. You know that long okay. corridor that leads down towards the tea room. It's
1: mm. just off that. I'll have to stop by the next time I'm around. Oh, thank you, Beddoes. I will enjoy this, and I'm going to admire. Oh, I I see he's had the library remodeled he, again. Yes, he wanted to make it uh, more.
0: I'm not sure what the word is, Max. In glass doors on the cabinets.
1: Well, it's it's very um. I suppose it's quite upmarket. I also see he's knocked a door through to his office. Yes, I mean, might as well. I'm surprised he hasn't simply made it into a single room, but...
0: Uh, apparently it didn't quite
1: have the ambiance he wanted if he just knocks it coffee. through. And one has to have a separate library in one's house if one is a professor, obviously. Yes, indeed. Uh, ah, Master, uh, he hands him a
0: uh, drink. He seems to have got this one all ready to go. It's a Mary Pickford. Wow. White um, rum, pineapple juice, marshino liqueur and grenadine. Good choice. Sweet tooth. I like a Mary Pickford
1: myself. You'll have to make have one of for Let's see, you've, you've assembled quite an eclectic crowd.
0: Indeed. Uh, the professor smiles and then he pauses and goes, Beddows, go and find Nicholas. Uh, yes. Um, Meadows bustles off. Um, uh, everyone, you are together. Uh, after you've been drinking cocktails and making you know minor small talk and admiring the library, uh, the professor leads you through to the, living, the sitting room where the big tree is up. Uh, one of the boys plugs in the lights and it all lights up. It looks quite spectacular, these little drops of white light nestled amongst the uh, branches and there's a couple of big boxes full of tinsel and um, tree ornaments. And uh, the professor hands them out and encourages everyone to help decorate the tree. Anyone not joining in the Christmas tree decorating?
1: is going to hang back from the decorating of a Christmas tree. Okay.
0: Uh, everyone, all, and Dexteritoire who is helping to decorate the tree.
2: I'm doing that a bit. Has Beddo's found me yet? I'm coming to you in a moment. Just checking because you said everyone is all.
4: Um, Can I specifically put, like, the angel on the top of the tree and use my size instead of my Dexterity? You can use your size instead of your Dexterity. You don't even need the stepladder. You can just reach up there, probably.
0: And Max, you said you were hanging back and just watching for now. Yeah,
1: Max Max is just going to hang back and not engage.
0: Okay, as you are decorating the Christmas tree upstairs, uh, Nicholas, Nigel, dear old Nige, (laughs) (laughs) Nige. The the sun has set. The birds are settling down in the the trees. Uh, You think you've seen a couple of foxes slinking back and forth. When Beddoes looms up next to you, carrying a um, a uh, lantern, then he flicks a switch and turns the lights on in the hallway. Mr. Smith. Ah,
2: Beddoes. Good to see you, man. Come, come to our window. There's some quite wonderful things out there this evening.
0: Your uncle requests your presence in the sitting room to decorate the Christmas tree.
2: Okay, I'm coming. Uh would you well, like uh, really you should you should have a look out there more better, as I say as I drag my chair back to my room and come along amiably.
0: Are you unhappy with the windows or the view? Oh, no.
2: No the view's fine. There's, I saw some foxes, there's some squirrels out there. It's I meant your room, good. sir. Oh my room. Oh, it's um it it's a room.
0: Well, I was going to give you Alice's room, which looks out over the garden, but the professor thought, as a member of the family, you should have a larger room.
2: I, I am not fussed about rooms, you know me, but those, it, it's all good, and no, no, not to worry.
0: Well, he ushers you down the stairs and into the sitting room, and Julius is like, ah, nephew, come and help us decorate the Christmas tree. Look, Evelyn just put the angel on the top.
3: Oh
2: well that's um, very lovely. Very lovely. Yes. Have you oh. done this before? I, I I just look up at Evelyn haven't really been near her while she's standing before. <laughs> I bear in mind my size of forty five.
0: For <laughs> <laughs> oh
5: Why are you so small?
2: <laughs> I mean does Nicholas like big women? probably just likes women in general well that's certainly a lot of lady Um, (laughs) sure is Uh, what what would you like me to put on the tree Uh, he hands you a box of baubles start hanging these on there baubles wonderful I start hanging baubles roll your dexterity (laughs) I crash into a tree and (laughs) burn in fire (laughs) At least you didn't do what you did last time, Craig.
0: Which was crit-fail on this roll. You quit failed and pulled the Christmas tree on top of yourself. Indeed. <laughs> it was glorious. Um, yeah, Nicholas is putting the... You know people hang the baubles at jaunty angles. Nicholas is putting them precisely in a line, one by one, across the, <laughs> the equator of the Christmas tree.
4: I hate that! <laughs> no. Um, can I actively, like, take the ones and make it, like, kind of go in after it, just to rearrange them slightly? You can, roll your sides again. Do I notice Evelyn do this? I feel like you notice everything Evelyn does.
2: Yeah,
0: it's not hard to notice. She's coming along behind you and shifting them up and down to, to parts of the tree you can't reach.
2: Uh, after we finish, I turn to Evelyn and beam a big smile go, now that's what I call teamwork. That looks wonderful, Evelyn. <laughs> then go and get a drink.
0: <laughs> uh, Beddoes appears, carrying the first wrapped packages, which the professor and he start to slide under the trees.
1: Uh, Max, are you just watching all of this? Max is sat by the door every now and again kind of eyeing the direction of the library and the drinks cabinet. The drinks cabinet has been rolled back into the sitting room by this point. Max has moved closer to sit next
0: to the drinks cabinet. Uh, Julius sidles up and is like, Max, go um, into the palace, would you? There's that box of those really exquisite glass ones I got from uh, Selfridges with the little decorations woven inside the glass they're quite large go and give her a hand those, getting those on the tree and they are quite big they're about you know that wide they're like globe sized and they've got exquisite little dioramas inside made of glass and fabric
1: Max is going to fly very quietly like to the point that she they're you know, always trying to do it so the professor isn't here and then oh, of course professor um Sadly, And they'll move over to the, the box and they're they're trying to be subtle about it but they're doing as little as they can in terms of setting up the tree. Uh Alice, Max has sold um,
5: over. I was gonna say, um, is is Max still sporting the down the back halfway down the back blonde hair at this point or is it?
1: No, Max's hair colour has changed yet again. It's now a, a dark brown and only appears to be about, like, just just above shoulder length.
5: Alice's first expression is one of confusion. <laughs> um, and then just shortly looks at Max and
1: goes, um, bit of a change since earlier. Um, I like to keep people guessing.
5: I wish I could do my hair that quickly.
1: Oh, believe me, anyone can. And um, this kind of tugs up the corner of it, so you can see a hint of blonde underneath. That's better than bleaching.
0: Less
5: permanent,
1: too.
0: Yeah. Mm. Both of you roll your dexterity to hang these glass filigree wonders on the tree.
2: Neither of you smash them. Excellent. Damn it. The, the, the power of
5: Laboratoire Garnier has empowered us. To,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, Louise, um, are you joining in the... You said you were joining in the tree, didn't you? Yeah, I've done some, but I'll, after a bit, I'll, I'll have a sit down. You move back to your chair. Abeddo's appears and offers you a, another cocktail. Another cocktail. Would you like a different cocktail or the same one as last time? Mm. I'll try a different one. Yeah, he mixes you a French 75. Oh, that's a ah. good choice. Gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, dry champagne. I'll try
3: that. It's
0: quite nice. Um The Christmas tree, it takes about an hour to decorate. At various points, uh, you all go upstairs and gather your Christmas gifts and slide them under the tree. So there is a nice big mound of parcels and packages and boxes under the tree. It's all quite festive. And then the uh, dinner is announced and you all head through to dinner. I'm oh, named. Hammy. Has everyone put
1: gifts to Bedos under the tree? Uh, but those who have
0: bought gifts to Bedos have put them under the tree as well. As the Bedos is more the professor's friend and confidant, uh, he insists Bedos joins them all for gift giving. On Christmas morning. Uh, but dinner is a Waldorf salad with a shrimp mayonnaise uh, with Boston clam chowder for a bit of the American flavour, uh, followed by a French toast. And then there is a roast leg of lamb with a variety of greens, uh, complete with a apple pie with fresh homemade custard it's all rather scrumptious and incredibly I'm so Hungry. and as, yeah. de- as dessert is winding down and Beddo's is pouring you all the sherry the professor just
4: leans back
0: here, loosens his bow tie a little bit
4: oh. can I retroactively try something a little bit scandalous? what would you like to try? I want to try and sneak some laxatives into... <laughs> into, um... whose meal? Uh, Nicholas's meal. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so mean to Nicholas? Uh...
0: Hmm. <laughs> I think that's going to have to be a... sleight
2: of hand roll at- <laughs> it's okay. hard to not be noticed by anyone else. What about my spot hidden? Because I should get a chance to spot this. Going to say, yeah. Uh, everyone's going to get a chance to spot this.
4: Oh, it hasn't even. Oh, ever... it hasn't even done a thing. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that means you have no points in that skill. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, oh no can I push <laughs> do you want an automatic crit fail <laughs> well I mean uh, what's the worst that's going to happen with the crit fail uh, you can push it if you like I know exactly what's going to happen sure why not
0: <laughs> uh, so the thing that happens is that Evelyn passes her hand over the um Uh, one of the dishes and drop something into it and uh, then there's some confusion and it ends up in front of Evelyn (laughs)
2: literally
0: (laughs) and uh, you're sat there looking at this dish because you thought Beddoes was going to put it in front of Nicholas as he was passing it across the table but what he was actually doing was reaching for the salt because he realised he hadn't garnished it properly and then he puts it in front
2: of you Evelyn (laughs) Point of order, Yep. Yeah. I got a hard spot hidden. Yep, yeah, so you have seen her add something to drop something to her meal. I've also got medicine. Is there any chance I could identify what it was? Um, you would have to roll me a hard medicine. All
0: right. Fucking on fire. Yeah, for some reason she's dropped what you think is a...
2: A, a water soluble laxative into her clam chowder. Um, I, I wait for a minute to watch to see what she does, frowning a bit. <laughs> what do you do, Evelyn?
1: <laughs> it was at this moment. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, her evening with Beddows is going to go a little bit differently than planned. <laughs> oh, no! I've got to to the library! I think she's
0: going to clockwork. So, Evelyn, oh, are you going God. to eat the clam chowder to avoid suspicion? Because the entire table, except for Max, is staring at you. Like, maybe you've just added some medication you need to take.
4: Um... Uh, uh, how do I. Sorry. Uh,
3: I'm trying to.
4: Mm, I drop my fork to the floor unintentionally. I'm like, I like kind of slide it off the table. Um, and then as I bend down to pick up the fork, I. <laughs> the clam chowder on the floor with my shoulder or elbow or another part of me. Uh,
0: there, there's a bit of fussing, and Beddoes appears with napkins, and we'll get you another bowl of
4: clam chowder, Miss Edwards. Don't worry, accidents happen. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I I went to reach for my for my fork, and it just
0: fell to the ground. Look. May I suggest the bouillon spoon for the clam chowder, not your fork.
4: Oh, uh, of course, of course. Um, is it, did I spill any on myself? Uh, roll me your luck.
0: No, it, it landed on the floor and didn't hit anyone else, thankfully. OK. Uh, you have bought another bowl of clam chowder, and the rest of dinner passes uneventfully.
5: A lot like the clam chowder.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, why so mean to Nicholas. He so hot. no one knew us being mean to Nicholas true <laughs> anyway uh,
0: dinner passes and as the professor is sitting back with his sherry after the dessert he smiles around at you so my friends uh, tomorrow is Christmas Eve um, did we want to get some adventure in by visiting a location tomorrow
3: So many locations, I think we'd be hard-pressed if we didn't. Well, what uh,
0: tickles everyone's fancy? I could tell you all about each location and then you can decide. Perhaps we should split into two, as I suggested, and half of us go to one location and half of us go to another.
2: I could see if I can get us all into the presentation on my latest trip to Africa so you can all learn about the elephant.
0: That sounds actually quite like a nice little break, Nicholas. When's the presentation happening?
2: When is the presentation happening, GM?
0: The presentation is due to happen on the 30th of December.
2: On the 30th of December, Uncle.
0: Well, what does everyone think? Should we do that on the 30th? Is it an evening affair? Like drinks and cocktails and speeches? Is
2: it an evening affair, GM?
0: It is indeed an evening (laughs) affair at the Zoological Society at Regent's Park. Yep,
2: it's an evening affair at the Zoological Society. Well,
0: shall we do that on the 30th, everyone? That sounds quite nice. A little break from the doldrums of ghost hunting.
4: Bring now realizing that he's going to have to do an actual genuine
2: presentation to us. Oh, I yeah. will if you want me to. Yeah, Craig, I'm expecting
0: elephant presentation with
2: pictures. <laughs> if you want to dare me to do this, I fucking will. And you will be on your own heads. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm having this happen now. Fine.
5: Right. Just, just want to gonna... see what happens and then we can make sure we have a full stop.
0: Free bar at every house. Yep, Craig, you have been challenged. I want to hear all about your African hunt in... uh, Elephant hunt in Africa.
1: (laughs) I'm going to respond to the idea in German. What do you say? (laughs) Aufregen, da bin ich nicht sicher. The professor looks at you and goes,
0: I'm so glad you want to go, Max. That's excellent news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, my... So Wait, I turned to Max and say,
2: Oh, it's so good to see you so enthusiastic about it, Max. Wonderful. Oh, did I understand that. Uh, well I did not understand that.
0: You have fluent German, don't you, Lady Louise? I'm yeah, I'm more than fluent, so Yeah, what did you say, Yinks?
1: I said thrilling, I'm sure.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, and the professor has taken that literally. You're so excited. So, uh, That's We've sorted out the 30th, so what should we do tomorrow? Um, We could go to... Why not the uh,
4: Old Paradise Gardens in Lambeth? Yes, that sounds...
0: they're, They're quite large, so we could do that all together, or we could split into groups. So, Evelyn, you want to go to the Old Paradise Gardens? Um... That's an outdoors park kind of location, so I could send Nicholas with you.
4: Uh, Imperfect Latin. Oh no, actually, maybe not Latin. Uh, Arabic. <laughs> she she uh, just says, "Wonderful idea." <laughs> <I'm> glad <laughs> you what agree. Arabic. Glad to know that you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaks in Arabic back to Nigel.
2: Oh, a speaker of Arabic. How is <laughs> it does... comes in handy when you're in those regions?
0: What level oh. is? Fifty <laughs> percent what... is fluent.
1: Okay.
4: They're talking too fair. quickly for you to understand, but they they have a little chat in Arabic. Um, for for kind of dinner laughs and stuff like that, I start speaking uh, in French instead.
3: I think Louise speaks does French. Does anyone here speak French?
4: Yeah. No, I
2: just let the funky music do the talking for me now. <laughs> what do you say in
4: French? Just just generally having a... I literally ch- just say, does anyone else speak French here? Louise? Oui. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, we are a multilingual group of exciting people. Yeah, I can't speak in an Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: squiggly man! Dog oh, face
4: uh, it right! Lion, bird person, um, eagle, square... Uh, sphinx. There we go. I <laughs> <laughs> stories about eagles. I think you just insulted Queen Victoria. I can speak fluent Egyptian hieroglyphs, I'll have you know, so I certainly didn't insult Queen Victoria.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um... Well, uh, who else would like to go to the park at the old Paradise Gardens in Lambeth? One more? <laughs> Am I babysitting Nigel? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> um, Alice, Max, Louise? If not, we can send Dave. He what's,
2: hap- what's happening at these uh, gardens? I mean, sure, it's a garden, but what's going on there?
0: Well, let Nothing. me tell you the story of the old Paradise Gardens once I to them. Are they gone? Nope. Nope. There they are. So, the gardens in Lambeth are a decaying example of early... Are you it's
1: okay, Evelyn? Gone. Are you okay, Evelyn? You killed her with that gift, that means. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's from True Lies, isn't it, as well? Yeah. If I rightly, yeah. You just said, when well, you said perfect Arabic, I, I had to I get know. that in my head. I know, I didn't even remember it. Oh, I've seen it now. Oh dear. She's <laughs> come up my nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear, she's knocked the chowder over. She's, she's just snorted her drink down the wrong tubes.
2: Well, it's one of those evenings. Please don't die, Foxy. <laughs>
0: Is it, is it altitude, sickness?
4: I mean, what's the weather like up there, Evelyn? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, was that in character? Because if that's in character, someone's going to get a. <laughs> no, that wasn't in character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
0: wonderful. I love you all. Anyway, the professor uh, waits for uh, Evelyn to finish choking on her cocktails. Um, or whatever happened. Uh, so they are an early example of Victorian metropolitan parkland. You know, manicured manicured lawns now seeded with weeds. The, via, the flower beds are tangle of you know strawberry bushes and mint and all other things gnarled, forgotten rose bushes. It's an ancient and forgotten park. Uh, It's also known as the Lover's Paradise. At the centre of the park is a paved area surrounded by tall conifer trees and white marble columns with fountains and benches and fancy ironwork. Um, It was a popular place for... Uh, gentlemen and ladies who were courting in the 1880s to slip away from the chaperones behind the trees to uh, uh, enjoy an illicit smooch out of sight of their governesses and chaperones. But the legend I have found that the park fell out of favour around about the 1870s. Um, It started to get a bad reputation from then onwards, not just because of the illicit uh, lovers sneaking away, but uh, apparently it lured the Peeping Tom, an unseen ghostly present who would watch and lurk around the conifer hedges spying on the people in the park. Now, this ghostly feeling of being watched is also accompanied by a horrible sense of coldness and strange winds that would invade the park whenever people were visiting the well fountain is supposedly the source of the curse and no one will go into the park after dark either it is said that if you are in the park when the sun is over the hedges and stay throughout the fall of twilight the night lands and the eyes grow stronger So, we've got a haunted park in the middle of Lambeth, supposedly with a mysterious ghostly watcher centred around the fountain in the middle of the park.
2: Well, I tell you what, if I volunteer to go at night, because it sounds like if there's no people going there at all, practically at night, then it's probably a great chance to see some wildlife.
0: Possibly a night-time trip will be required, but I think perhaps you and Miss Edwards and one other should go during the day to do a proper reconnoiter.
2: I can look for tracks first, yes,
0: of course. You're there to look into the ghost rumours, Nicholas, not just the wildlife.
2: Sometimes ghosts leave tracks when they're not ghosts, because, you know, ghosts don't exist.
0: That's a good point, my boy. Very true. We are, after all, just proving this silly theory. And if it turns out the people are being spooked by the badgers, well done you. So, Alice, Louise, oh, would you fighting. like to go to the gardens? Um, I, I, I,
5: To be honest, the idea of a, um, uh, what might just be a pervert covered in talcum powder scaring the locals um, doesn't sound
0: entirely that thrilling. So, so uh, not Alice then. Louise, do you
3: fancy the park or another uh, location? I, I think I was looking, I guess either the foot tunnel at Greenwich or this um, Lost River place.
0: Uh, now, the Tyburn uh, is one of the Lost Rivers. Uh, we have access to the Tyburn. When do we have access to the Tyburn? Uh, he He... Goes and gets his diary and comes back. 29th of December is when we can access the Tyburn River. Uh, So, Greenwich Foot Tunnel, he flicks through his notes. Let me just update that on the list. Because I don't think I filled it in. I did not. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, He forgot to put it on his day list. Tyburn River Access... Here. Um, I can tell you about the time then, though but the Drainage Foot Tunnel that is an interesting one now it is a tunnel that connects the south side of the river near the Cutty Sark Memorial uh, across to the Isle of Dogs um, now there are supposedly strange echoes and unnatural breezes that blow through the foot tunnel uh, making it seem as if you're not alone now the tunnel is open 8am to 8pm, 7 days a week Um, so yes you could head on down to the foot tunnel tomorrow and take Alice and Max with you unless that
3: doesn't appeal Sounds good to me. If it sounds good to Alice and
1: Max, I I was going to suggest the the tunnel. So, yeah, be fun. I, I'd be would be happy to accompany them both. Should that be their chosen well, the day? Excellent. Uh, so Alice,
0: Max, and Louise are heading to the foot tunnel. Evelyn and Nicholas and myself will head on over to the Paradise Gardens. And um, Dave, well, we'll see what he wants to do when he joins us. Uh, but it should be quite exciting. But are there any other locations we'd like to know a bit more detail about so you know what we've got coming up? Uh, Louise, you mentioned the Tyburn River. So this is quite an interesting lost river. As you know, there are many tributaries that empty out into the Thames, but a lot of them have been built over over the years. They're not part of the sewer system. They're literally just buildings and roads have been built over the top of them to, you know, cover over the river path. Um, The Tyburn flows from Regent's Park, uh, Oxford Street, past the headquarters of the Secret Service, under the gardens of Buckingham Palace, down to the Houses of Parliament along Whitehall and empties into the Thames near Old Scotland Yard. Now, I've arranged access to the waterway on the 29th, including the passage that runs between the Houses of Parliament and Buckingham Palace. That passage has been um, gated off, so people can't just wander under the Palace and the Houses of Parliament. Um, Now, apparently, it is the same tunnel Guido Fox used access the Houses of Parliament. That's nonsense, of course. His tunnel was under a tavern. But it is possible, historically, that that tavern connected to the river. The river wouldn't have been covered during their time period. But anyway, it's a quiet, dark underground brick tunnel winding beneath the city, laden with ghost stories. Um, I suggest we go down there, we have a look, and we investigate what's making the strange noises and the flickering lights in the darkness.
2: So, Uncle? Uh, yes. What, where did you say it goes under again?
0: Uh, Regent's Park? Regent's Park,
2: yeah, yeah. Down
0: to Oxford Street? Down to Oxford Street, yeah. And then it crosses under the headquarters of the Secret Service? Yeah, Secret Service, yeah, yeah. Buckingham Palace? Buckingham Palace, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. The Houses of Parliament? Oh, yeah. It yeah. travels under Whitehall? And under Whitehall? Oh my and then God. it comes around to Old Scotland Yard and
2: empties out into the river. Right, well. Uncle? Yes? It doesn't sound very lost.
0: It's lost because people aren't allowed down there normally.
2: Oh, you mean a bit more metaphorically. Well, yes, it's metaphorical incoming. lost river. Like,
0: you know, people aren't allowed to just go and wander around the underground river. We need permission. Ah, that devil permission. Yes, something I understand you have trouble understanding sometimes, uh, Nicola.
3: <laughs> I understand
2: it perfectly well, Uncle. I just don't always like it very much.
0: Uh, why is it
5: not called the Restricted River instead of the Lost River?
2: I suspect Lost
0: River sounds more exciting to tourists.
5: Terribly misleading. There's a whole I lot more
2: excited of while I thought it was Lost. Yeah, see? See, it works.
0: It's nice to know the Greater London Metropolitan Area's marketing campaign works
1: with my nephew. can't help but notice that there's a good number of these locations that are tunnels. What is it with London and tunnels? We've been
0: living in this place for 2,000 years, Max. We're bound to have
1: built on top of things. I mean, to me it just smacks of the the feeble of mind. Of course you're going Indeed. to you're going to say someone's haunted, of course it's going to be a windy tunnel. The you're going to, you're going to this foot tunnel, you've got the old Bailey tunnels.
2: Yeah. It's Not to mention animals like nesting in tunnels.
1: I bet they do, Nicholas. Well
2: are there any other of our locations that you'd
0: like to hear a bit more about? Um, what's what's Primrose Hill? Primrose Hill? Now that is a very ancient legend. Supposedly, Primrose Hill is a burial mound. Uh, no one can say who is buried there, or who built the burial mound, but on windy nights there are strange noises and lights flickering around the summit of the trees, uh, suspended in an otherworldly-like state of willow-the-wisps and whispering winds. Probably um, oh, that's... It might be Ducks, Nicholas, but it's a famous haunted landmark in London, and we're going to investigate
2: and prove that if it is Ducks, we will prove it is Ducks. I said Bugs, but I will be just as happy with Ducks, Uncle. <laughs> uh, I thought you said Ducks. You know, my hearing isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, it's fine, Uncle, it's fine. Well, I'll be happy if it's Ducks as well. So,
0: that's Primrose Hill. Uh, Alice, are there any of uh, the locations you are interested in? Um
5: A cemetery was
0: oddly ah, alluring. Highgate Cemetery. Now, supposedly, it was the secret meeting place of a cult who had taken over one of the fantastical mausoleums as their headquarters. Figures in strange robes were seen in the 1880s, 1890s, and 1900s, uh, but there have not been any sightings since the war. And there is also a rumor that a red-eyed beast has abounded the perimeter of the cemetery ever since. Uh, it follows people along the path. So as you're walking up the hill on the outside of the cemetery, the hound stalks you on the other side of the fence. Uh, it's about a big dog, then, Professor. Yes, it's a big dog mystery in a haunted Find cemetery. I'm up for that one. I thought you'd want to go to that one. Now, (laughs) the rumours state that the robed figures always headed towards the centre of the cemetery. And in the centre of the cemetery, there are three very grand marines around a large obelisk. Uh, The obelisk itself is quite new. It's a war memorial for the Borough War. Um, Now, Mr Drummond will not unlock any of the family crypts. Though two of the families are now extinct and cannot be contacted, and one family died out in the war. Now, let me draw your attention to some images of Highgate Cemetery's main entrance. He slides some photographs across the table. Now, you can see why this place
1: is haunted. No, I... Certainly imposing. Yes, big, imposing,
0: neoclassical, Egyptian and Greco-Roman inspired mausoleum artwork. It is an imposing and quite beautiful Victorian era uh, cemetery. So that is one of the prime locations we are going to be investigating.
2: That's nice. It does. So-
1: You said all of the families that own those mausoleums have gone. Yes. Uh, Two of the families are completely extinct.
0: One of the families, um, the last son, disappeared during the war the Griffin family. The three families are the Sarvin family, whose crypt is a mock Egyptian pyramid, the Griffin family, a mock Byzantine domed mausoleum of the style of the Turks, and the Mac Mahata, a traditional Scottish stone barrow. So, there's the cult who supposedly set up camp in one of these mausoleums, and there is the big black dog that supposedly stalks people
3: as they walk past the uh, the cemetery fence. It's quite a lot to do there. Should we not set a date for it? We can. Uh, what day do people think would
0: suit best for visiting the um, cemetery? So tomorrow is the 24th. We're going to do Lambeth, um, Air Eve and Nige and Greenwich, Max, Louise... And Alice. So, the 25th is obviously Christmas Day. We're going to be having a Christmas. We've got the Westminster Abbey on the 26th. Uh, We could fit the cemetery in on the 27th. Spend the whole day there. Sounds like it could be an all-day event. Hmm? Why
5: not? Are
1: there any other locations nearby that we might pivot to, should that one prove... Uneventful. I have a question, as well oh, about the cemetery. Before. Yes. Are,
2: are there any specific times of day the big beast has been spotted? If it's spotted at specific time, no point going all day.
0: Ah, the beast apparently follows people any time they walk up the hill by the gate, the the fence. No, any time. Any time of day. Supposedly it haunts uh, individuals or people in pairs. So one of the things I was going to suggest is we probably need to have some people walking up the road outside and some people on the inside of the gate to see what's going on. Makes sense. So, any other locations people would like to hear about? Uh, Evelyn? Louise? Max even?
4: Or do you think you've heard enough for now? Um, Evelyn's helping herself to. Or, but is Beddo's there? Yep, he's there to serve sherry. Oh, she kind of, um, on the sly, asked him to get her another bloody Mary. Yep, he'll go and get your bloody Mary. Well.
0: We've gone over plenty of exciting sounding locations, so for now, I suggest I thank you all for joining us for Christmas and we'll join here tomorrow after breakfast at, say, ten and we can head off in our separate groups. A Wonderful. And we'll end there for this week. We have dinner coming to an end. No one drank laxatives laced clam chowder though that was glorious
2: uh, If you'd gone yeah. to take some of it I was going to try and stop you <laughs> I'd just like to think Nicholas
0: is currently under the impression that you added the wrong drug to your chowder <laughs>
2: Nicholas doesn't know what to think about that whole little spectacle.
3: (laughs) Well, I hope everyone had fun, and we'll see you all next time. I'll stop the recording.